Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Sabbath, a reminder of forgetfulness. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today is the 20th of March 2023, and this week's Torah portion is Vayikra, which means, and he called. You'll find the Torah portion in Leviticus chapter 1, verses 1 to chapter 5, verse 26. So we are now entering into my husband's favorite book of the Bible. Lord bless him. Leviticus. The half Torah portion is Isaiah chapter 43, verses 21 to chapter 44, verses 23. And the Brit Hadashah is Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 through 18. Before I get started, I do want to give a quick shout out to my mother. Happy birthday, mom. I know it's your birthday coming up this week, and I know you're going to have a blessed time. I'm just sorry. I can't be there to enjoy it with you in person, but I'm there in spirit. So today I'm going to be talking about Sabbath, reminder of forgetfulness. And this is actually something that my husband wrote and he spoke it and, and did his sermon on it this path, Sabbath. I unfortunately was not able to attend the services. Uh, my ear infection that I think I might have touched on last week Uh for some reason, flamed up and got really bad on Saturday. So I stayed home and I rested. And I'm actually recording this a day earlier than I normally do. Something because the day I normally record it is the day that we're having my daughter's sweet 16 birthday. She's already turned 16. That was last week. But she's having her sweet 16 birthday. And there's no way I could do a podcast with a bunch of teenagers in my house. So, with that being said, it's very rare for me to grab one of my husband's sermons and just speak to you about it and read it, read it to you and speak to you about it. Not that they're not good, but sometimes it just isn't something that I feel like I need to talk about. and. This is one of those things I, I feel like can never be spoken about enough. So, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. I'm, I'm going to give you my thoughts in between, I'm sure, some of my husband's thoughts. But I hope that you are blessed and that you ask the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, that he would reveal to you what he wants revealed. Have you ever imagined yourself standing at the foot of Mount Sinai among the Israelites? Suddenly you hear a voice booming from within the cloud. This voice, although it was heard by all Israel at one time, also seems as if it was speaking directly into the heart of each individual standing around the mountain. What a powerful moment that must have been. As I say these words today, I hope that you will not just hear them, but I hope that you will hear the voice of the one who spoke them so long ago on that mountain. Put yourself into that place and time. One of the things that the people heard God's voice say that day was, Remember Yom Shabbat to keep it holy. Now before you say to yourself, Here comes another legalistic teaching on how I should be observing the Sabbath. 
please be patient and listen a little longer because I'm taking a different tact on this one, and I believe that you'll be pleasantly surprised. Ever since I first heard the words, remember the Sabbath day, I wondered why this commandment was worded differently than the other commandments that were spoken that day. The other commandments were written as, don't do this, don't do that, or you shall not do this, or you shall not do that. But the fourth commandment started with the word, remember. This didn't seem to make sense to me. After all, we might forget a birthday or anniversary that comes once a year, but how do you forget one of the days of the week? I mean, even on the Greco-Roman calendar used all over the world, Saturday is still shown as the seventh day. How would, how could Israel forget a day of the week? The usage of the word remember is, on the surface, a reminder for us to remember the seventh day of the week, which we as believers should do. But it also carries with it a much more meaningful message to the children of Israel, and by extension, for us today. Remember the Sabbath day is much more than taking a day off. It is about remembering. You may ask, what is that? What is it that we're supposed to remember? Well, what if I told you that we are to remember on the Sabbath day? What we are to remember on the Sabbath day is something that God forgot. For me to explain what I mean, we need to look at the book of Exodus. In the book of Exodus, we find the children of Israel gathered around the mountain where they hear the words of Torah. After they hear the words, Moses is brought by God up the mountain and received the tablets of testimony. The last thing that happens before Moses comes down from the mountain is found in Exodus 31, 12-13. It says, Then Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, Speak now to B'nai Israel, saying, Surely must keep my Shabbatot, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, so you may know that I am Adonai who sanctifies you. The commandment to keep the Sabbath was spoken by God to Moses just before Moses was given the tablets of stone. Right after hearing the closing words that we read in chapter 31, we turn the page and begin to read about the golden calf in chapter 32, which all would agree was an extremely low point in the history of Israel. Because Moses didn't return from the mountain when they expected him to, the people made a golden calf and fell into idolatry at the foot of the mountain. This was a horrible sin, and if we were comparing sins, which we should not do, none of us has made a golden calf in which, while we were at the foot of the mountain of God. But as we continue to read, we find Moses pleading for God to forgive Israel in Exodus 33, and the giving of the second tablets of stone in Exodus chapter 34. It is at this point in the narrative that people talk about God's mercy and forgiveness and his willingness to renew his covenant with Israel, which is all true and good. However, if you stop reading the narrative of the golden calf at the end of Exodus 34, you will miss the fullness of the message of God's forgiveness, which we find in Exodus chapter 35. Chapter 34 ends with a renewed covenant between God and his people Israel, and it is absolutely a testimony to God's grace and mercy that he renewed or reestablished his covenant with Israel in Exodus chapter 34. However, God didn't then, nor does he today, simply renew his covenant with us when we repent from our sinful actions. God doesn't simply look at us and just say, let's start over. There is more to it than that. It is only when we continue reading into Exodus chapter 35 
that we can understand what we what really took place between God and Israel. Exodus chapter 35, 1 and 2. Then Moses assembled all the congregation of Bnei Israel and said to them, These are the words which Adonai has commanded you to do. Work is to be done for six days, but the seventh day is a holy day for you, a Shabbat of complete rest to Adonai. Did you catch it? Exodus 35 begins where Exodus 31 ended. Basically, God brought Israel back to the place they were before Exodus chapter 32, before the golden calf, and before they fell into idolatry. Not only did God re-enter the covenant with Israel, he didn't just forgive their sin. He restored them as if they had never sinned. I believe that this is why we are to remember the Sabbath day. We are not commanded only to keep the Sabbath day. Keeping involves separating the day excuse me, I just yawned, from the other six days. Keeping involves abstaining from ordinary work. Keeping involves having a holy convocation or gathering. We are not commanded to just keep the Sabbath day. We are to remember it. I believe what we are supposed to remember is that not only did God rest on the Sabbath after creation, but we are to remember that he that when he forgave Israel for making the golden calf, he forgave them so completely that he restored them to a pre-sin condition. When we remember the Sabbath today as believers in Yeshua, we do it for the same reason. When God renews his covenant with us and forgives us, he forgives us so completely that we stand before him in pre-sin condition. Remember what it says in Exodus 31, 13. Speak now to Bnei Israel, saying, Surely you must keep my Shabbatot, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations. So you may know that I am Adonai who sanctifies you. The Sabbath is a sign that God has sanctified us. Sabbath is a reminder of God's complete forgiveness, which includes his forgetting completely. The rabbis of the IAMCS have an email form where they all debate different topics. They look for advice, etc. This week, the question came up about being covered by the blood of Messiah. Why do we as believers want to be covered by the blood? And the point was made that atonement carries the connotation of covering the sin. So we want to be covered by the blood. But I don't think that's right. The blood of Messiah doesn't just plaster over our sins. That is what the blood of bulls and goats did in the temple. The only power that blood had was because it pointed forward to the blood of Yeshua. His blood was different. His blood is more like the coal that touched the lips of Isaiah and took away his sins. The idea there is that this object, this coal is so holy that it isn't defiled by sin. Instead, it is so holy, it cleanses sin. Like when Yeshua healed the woman with the issue of blood. Normally, a man would have been made unclean by such an encounter. But Yeshua is like Isaiah's coal. He makes us clean. He cleanses us from our sins. This is why the Bible says that we are imbued with his righteousness. It's not that God can't see our sins because they are covered by the blood, but we are washed clean by the blood of Yeshua the Messiah and returned to a pure state. 
like in Exodus, when God returned the people to the state they were in before the golden calf. Our God doesn't just plaster over our sins and call it good enough. He washes us clean and restores us to where we were before we sinned. I don't know about you, but when my husband actually asked me to proofread this for him the night, uh, Friday night, uh, he does that um, simply because he has trouble spelling and I don't usually. And I read it and it was funny because he was like, he was watching my facial expressions because he wanted to know what I thought of it. And I guess I was pretty just deadpan. So he had no idea what my thoughts were about. He's like, like, is it good? Like, what's going on? Like, you're not saying anything. And I found that to be humorous simply because that's usually my, my husband's modus operandi. Not because he can't say anything, but because he tends to be a pretty quiet guy. And I just found it very interesting that the tables were turned for once. And of course I told him like, you know, this is a really, really good. And, and I only need to basically edit your spelling and not really much else. Which is saying a lot because sometimes I'm like, I'm not sure this is how you wanted to word it or whatever. But isn't it amazing? The insights that other people get. And that's something I think it's so important. And one of the reasons I do encourage others to go to a congregation to be with like-minded believers. Not just to be in communion with other like-minded believers. Not just to glorify God. But also because it helps us to see other people's perspective on how they see the word of God. And when he kind of put it all together and I didn't have to edit it, it really did. It completely made sense the way that he wrote it. I was like, wow, like that was just amazing. Like clearly the Ruach HaKodesh really gave you this insight and this thought because how often do we, we think we think that Adonai is like us because let's be honest, we can forgive people, but we sure have a hard time forgetting. In fact, it's next to impossible to forget when somebody has wronged you. You could choose to let it go, to move along, you know, cut ties. But really, that's how awesome the God that we serve is. He is. He's absolutely amazing because not only does he choose to forgive us of our sins, but because we have the blood of Yeshua, he cleanses those sins and washes them away completely like they never happened. How crazy it would be if we actually lived our lives that way. Where somebody asks you for forgiveness and you simply chose to forgive them. And then you forgot all about it afterwards. Me being the cynical person I am, I think about how it's probably good that we don't have that. Because, of course, there would be people who would take advantage of asking for forgiveness and knowing that you're going to forget forget about it if you choose to, to forget them. But I think that's why our God is so amazing. Because he's not like us. He does forgive us. He gives us grace and mercy when we don't, we don't deserve it. And I think that was a good reminder this week that no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the situation, that 
our God loves us, and if we choose to truly repent for our sins, He will forgive us. I recognize I'm leaving this a little bit short this week, but as I've already stipulated, we are going to be having my daughter's sweet 16 birthday here, and the antibiotics I'm on are also probably the reason I'm yawning every other minute. So I apologize for that. But it was something that was so good I wanted to share with those who do listen in. In the event that you don't listen to our congregational uh, services, which actually my mom does, which is quite nice. Speaking of my lovely mother, I would like to give a shout out to her once again and say happy birthday to you this week. And I won't say how old she is. But I will tell you that she has lived a full and and blessed life. And I am just blessed to be part of it. Now, as I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, I pray. Amen. May you have a fantastic week. And hopefully you'll tune in again next week. Shavua Tov. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E as in Echo, L as in Lemur, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, the number three at ProtonMail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one-minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica Lacasse. There's a button on my Anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much. And remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.